Hat A everyone, this is Kelvin. Welcome to episode 24 of Res Metal Podcasts. On this episode, I talk to Alchemy members Bronson, Ryan, Dennis, and Chase. Alchemy are a Navajo metal band out of Pinon, Arizona, formed in 2017. Uh, unfortunately, uh, we were um, unable to get vocalist Malcolm to join us uh, due to some uh, other obligations. Um, but we talk about how Alchemy formed their local music scene in Pinyon, uh, recording their first album, and then just metal bands that you know we all you know love and should check out. If you haven't heard their first uh, full-length album, you can stream it on almost all of the streaming services like Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, and YouTube. So uh, check out their album and support our brothers in Alchemy. I'm going to play a clip from uh, their album from the song Simulation Version 2.0. After that, we'll go right into the interview. Alchemy from uh, Pinion. So really uh, thankful these guys were able to, you know, join me and you know talk to me on this podcast. But um, uh, I'd like to introduce uh, the band. I have a uh, Chase, uh, Dennis, Mike, Bronson, Yazi, Ryan, Yazi. Um, I'll let them introduce themselves. Hello, my name is Chase. I'm the drummer. I'm Dennis. I'm the bass player. Yeah, how's it going? This is Ryan, guitarist. Hey, what's up? Um, I'm Brunson. I'm the other guitar player. And uh, you guys are calling from Pinyon, right? You guys' rehearsal spot and rehearsal headquarters? Yeah. Yeah. Where Where's everybody from? Um, well, originally I'm from uh, Low Mountain, uh, which is like 20 minutes from here. And um, But um, uh, my son, Chase, he lives here in Pinyon, which is pretty much where what we do, what we operate out of. Um, but yeah, originally I'm from Low Mountain. Yeah, same here. Uh, it's Brian, I live in Low Mountain. I live across the wash in Bronson. South Bronson. Uh, I live in Blue Gap, but I come here. It's only about 20 minutes away, 25 minutes away. Um, I'm originally from Tenalia. That's where I'm originally from, but I live in Pinyon. I guess we can start with uh, when, when the band started. Hard to say when it actually started. It started when I started messing around with you know, a little bit on the guitar and drums, and I had Bronson come over. We'd write some stuff. Then later it got a little serious. This was in 2017, and we got Ryan, and it, was, it started to sound really good. We had maybe four to five songs. It sounded really good. 
and then we got Dennis into it, which he was a horse's ass, but he warmed up eventually. And then we had a prior singer before Maui, but he had he had other things to do with his own band, so he couldn't make out for the stuff that we were doing. So we ended up getting Maui in, which was what, 2019, 18? Yeah. Around there is when we got Maui yeah. into the band. They've been, ever since then, it's been kind of a cohesive thing we've been doing for a while now. Chase, was it uh, was it you that had the idea to start the band Alchemy? Yeah, it was. Uh, what was going on around that time? Were you just kind of like playing music all the time, or was there any like I think anything was, in particular at the time when you started? To really pinpoint on actually how it started was I was I've been playing music for a long, long time. I maybe sixteen years at the most now is on how long I've been I've been exposed to music, not literally playing, but. <clears throat> Well, the gist of it would be that I've been hearing music so long for a long time that I wanted to do that sort of thing myself. So I wanted to have people who were decent enough to play the music I was going to hand it to them. Because you can't just hand any sort of material to anyone so I can get it right off the bat. And also to have the same sort of um, um, passion, that drive to do music as well. Yeah. That's How did you go about finding uh, members to to join? Going about members, uh, Ryan lived in Low Mountain for a while. I knew who Ryan was. I played with Ryan a couple of times, like once or twice. I didn't even know who Dennis was until like the day he came over and he brought brought his stuff, his bass, whatnot. It was kind of awkward, but eventually, the more and more we started practicing, the more it got. Actually, it was um, was it um, it was Don 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 from uh, Black Mountain. He was actually he actually um, knew uh, Dennis before we did. So he he's the one that brought him over, and then um, yeah, he just basically got dropped off. He's been with us since then. <laughs> We've been babysitting for too long. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's how we that's how we got to got to know um, Dennis, and yeah. That, so uh, there's, there's, there's the other band too like um, like I said Black Mountain they're from here too so a little bit of a, uh, a couple bands here operating out of here so that's that's kind of cool uh, Chase is like he's always been into music from the very beginning when he was like maybe four or five years old he had always he had a pair of sticks with him always um, just beating on things and just you know just he always had a pair of he headphones or some sort of a music player with him so it, it's it's been that long, I guess. But I think right around right around um, um, his junior high years, I think that's when he really started to we started to pull a drum kit together for him, and he he really started attacking it and getting into drums. Um, that's kind of like for for me just. Um, just watching him grow up to be drummer that was that was really really kind of a cool cool thing to see it's a lot of guitar players and you know that, that those are a dime a dozen but bass players and drummers there's hardly any you know how did the rest of you guys get into playing music uh, i guess we could start with you bronson uh 
I was asked this in a previous um, interview, but when I got, <laughs> when I, I think I started right around when I was in junior high too. I, I lived with my aunt in uh, many farms and, and my brother and I, we, we were living with her and um, my cousin had a, an acoustic guitar in his room and whenever he wasn't around, I used to go into his room and pick it up and um, all of that was also around the same time that I discovered like uh, tab books, tablature books. Um, I, I don't read music, so you know, it was another way for me to learn how to play guitar. And I started buying tablature books. And back then, you know, they they had them um, publishing uh, like guitar magazines, and that's kind of really where it started for me playing music. And a lot of it early on was like um, a lot of like uh, Iron Maiden. I watched that live after death video over and over and over and over uh we were big iron maiden fans early on like um and it also was a lot of uh, guns and roses just i guess just the the whole image and you know the attitude of their music that's what really got me going but it wasn't until like i think when i got into high school like I teamed up with one of my one of my buddies from back then. His name is Marcellus, and we really got into Metallica heavily. Basically, learned their entire catalog using just tablature books. That's really where it started. Um, just I think that's kind of like the foundation of where it's gone. Like it always started. I started playing metal, so kind of went through phases, played in different projects, and did my own thing too. And then it came back to playing metal again. So that's. That's kind of like just in a nutshell my journey i guess yeah how about uh ryan and dennis how did you guys get into playing music um i started out when i was in uh, middle school well not in guitar but music um i was part of a uh, high school or middle school band back then and as we got into high school we went to a marching band you know we're doing parades we're doing all kinds of stuff just walking playing instruments this and that but that's how i kind of got into to music you know learning about the notes and all of that I had a couple friends that that were you know were still young. We didn't know how to play guitar, so we kind of got together, pitched in for a cheap guitar we got, and just started playing since. But um, guitar, I've been playing since 2001, I guess. But uh, I've been part of music for a long time since before then, just listening to this and that. Uh, I guess I started when I was in yeah in high school. I had some friends that were kind of like. They play guitar and stuff, and uh, I hang out with them. And uh, one of my other friends, he was a bass player, and the two brothers were guitar players, and they, the two brothers moved. So then my friend switched to guitar, and he asked me if I wanted to play bass. And I was like, yeah, sure. Because uh, <clears throat> before that, uh, those two brothers, they, uh, they kind of taught me they like taught me a couple of intros, Metallica intros. And then I had another friend that taught me how to read tablature. And then my friend that was that uh, bass player, that he basically bought bass for me to play. And uh, we started learning like Megadeth songs. And kind of around that time was when I started like downloading a lot of tabs and stuff. and. Like I got, I downloaded so much tabs, I got banned from using the computer at the school because I used to <laughs> print them all off on there. So I got in trouble for that. But 
yeah, like that first year, I probably learned like 30 something songs from like Metallica, Megadeth, Iron Maiden. I used to play them all every day after school from from beginning to end, all like 30, 35 songs, I think. So that was like my first year. And then after that, me and my friend, we started like kind of writing our own material until we met up with some older friends that we used to have and we started something. But yeah, that was like back in 2004, I think. But yeah, I've been playing bass ever since. Chase, when you started, uh, you know, forming the band, what were some of the inspirations, like, uh, I guess, bands that you were listening to, or if there was any, anyone locally that like inspired you, but what were some of your early inspirations? Uh, the early inspiration of music that I've been exposed to would be pretty much everyone's standard heavy metal band like uh iron maiden metallica megadeth slayer anthrax pantera <clears throat> slipknot um you just name pretty much any any band and there's going to be some sort of inspiration that we took from them it's pretty interesting but mainly during that time of like you said when i was um being sort of starting off with the band I think mainly like uh, Trivium, Slipknot, um, some a uh, lot more heavy bands like uh, Black Dahlia was really where it started to turn the tide on like how um, a lot of other musicians look at music, how they approach it, how they write it. That was very insightful, seeing how like these guys help out on writing too. And that's that was what was really cool. How would you uh, describe uh, the music alchemy plays? I mean, I know there's a lot of subgenres of metal, but how would you describe in your own words? How would you guys describe it? Sex. Sex. <laughs> <laughs> um, real nasty. Uh, I don't I really, really don't know. It's it's different to know that, but. Putting a label on it would be pretty hard. I know it, it's like people are really people are really comfortable having a label on on music, and it's kind of um, I guess it, it's subjective in that way. You, you, you can you can call it what you want, but um, um, we're not always going to agree with you uh, being the creators of the music. But I think on our side we could try to just keep it keep it open as much as possible because right now um looking back on what we've uh what we, the album that we put out it's it's to us right now it's dated it's like dated it's it's music that we've been writing since 2017 so right now it's to us it's oh it might be fresh to people who are hearing it for the first time so that's kind of like um I guess the direction that we're we're headed now, and the the demos that we've been putting together, it's it's almost like two different bands right now. It kind of sounds like that, you know. But I guess there's a lot you you can you can you can you can say we sound like this band or that band, but uh, we draw, we draw a lot of influences from very different. Um, 
some of our favorite bands. You know, that's that's pretty much obvious. So when a person asks, uh, you know, they, they sound like that, they sound like this, that's their take on it. So it's for me, it kind of like I tend to shy away from putting a label on things as much as I can. Um, it's hard. It's hard. So it's hard to do. Yeah, I think it's more like a journalist thing where, you know, people who write want to try to categorize it in a certain way. I guess more like people like me too. I, I tend to do that a lot. Um, yeah. But I'm just, I guess I'm from uh, coming from a fan's perspective. So then it, it kind of helps me categorize the, um, the sound I'm hearing. Uh, I want to ask uh, about the... Uh, the metal scene in your guys area like the i guess the pinyon low mountain era uh, area is there a, a lot of bands out there or are you one of the few it's non-existent <laughs> there's no there's really no metal band out here besides us and black mountain that's yeah. it that's yeah. literally it <clears throat> yeah. it's basically it's basically we're actually right in the backyard of the other country band that's um, on the tip of everybody's tongue. <laughs> we played their backyard. <laughs> yeah, you, you know who we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I was actually uh, at work. I was looking up um, uh, state line fights on YouTube. There's actually a lot of uh, there's a lot. <laughs> They're pretty gnarly too. I, I wouldn't recommend watching them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's uh, that's this is their this is their territory pretty much. But you know, at the same time, you know, we're, I think since pub publishing the album, it's, uh, we've kind of um, let people know that hey, man, we're we're here, we're officially here. That's it's um it's not just all about country music or rock music. There's there's metal music out here too, out of Pinyon, so. When you guys first started doing live shows, um, did you guys get any like help or mentoring from some of the established bands um, on the res? Um, I we just jumped right into it. I knew I knew uh, several people from from um, when I was in my my own my own my own band in the back in the day and I knew people from back then some um, promoters and stuff so and actually um, the very first show that we did was um, Rancid Savage's um, Randall Randall Husky one of his shows and it was at a um, um, fairgrounds, fairgrounds, fairgrounds. That was at the fairgrounds. This this was when uh, Don was still singing for us, and um, that was yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Dennis was only with us for a couple of weeks, and we rehearsed like crazy. And that was actually our very very first show that we did. Um, and that's that's kind of like when we when I got reacquainted with the people in the scene, some of the promoters that were doing shows. So. Um, I guess talking talking about the past in a way it, it does help to, to maintain those connections. I guess uh, it was fortunate enough to you know help help alchemy out to, to get them moving forward. So that was that was uh, that was kind of cool. You know those those people were really open to it. Like oh, so you got your own you're doing something else again? No, it's not really my thing. It's um um it's Chase's band. So. And kind of like help them out also in a way also 
writing music with them. So, yeah, but yeah. Alchemy is um, Chase's, Chase's band, you know. When you guys um, first started writing songs, how did you guys go about it? Did you guys like just jam together in a jam room or did you guys kind of bring separate ideas together? Yeah, I, I brought over um, really goofy ass fucking guitar riffs, real cheesy ass fucking riffs. And he turned them into something different. I was like, okay, that sounds a whole lot better than what I had. And then he would continue playing the riff over and over and over and over. And I would come up with the drum part. And I'll always remember this one time I was sleeping. It was like about two, one in the afternoon. He came over playing the um, the course to Monaco. And I was just I was sleeping there. I was like, oh, that sounds cool. And I woke up and I immediately walked to the back room, got on the kit, started playing, and immediately that's that's when it started coming together right there. That's usually just how it goes. Like someone will be someone will be playing something. I'll be like, oh, that sounds cool especially during that uh, guitar solo in Cicada, during the da, 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 during that melodic section where he does a solo, I, I remember him hearing play that, play that rhythm section and we were just goofing around. We got back from eating pizza. I remember, I, I totally remember it because we got back from pizza and we were trying to figure out what goes after it. And we were like, oh, how, how's it gonna go? How's it gonna go? Then he came in, he started playing something. I was like, oh shit, that sounds cool. And so I was like, that sounds cool, like leading to this and it just, it's just basically just building off of each other. That's, that's all it really is. Nothing, nothing special, no ritualistic uh, <laughs> shit. I no, mean, no Ouija boards, no Ouija boards, <laughs> no, no, nothing helping us out. We just, you no, know, no Jean or, you know, it was just a lot of it was just Chase and I on the first, on the first album. It was just um, because it was just, mm, when the songs were coming together, it was just the two of us. Uh, uh, Ryan joined a little bit later on, but um, yeah, it was just mainly. And the, the thing about it was that there was no vocals on any of the early stuff when we were demoing them, recording them, or like um, putting it together. But we had ideas as to where the vocals would go and um things like that so we had it structured by the time don started singing and then when maui joined it was pretty much what you hear on the album that was where it was at and um of course when dennis joined he he added a lot of his uh, his own stuff on it which came out pretty good and then um, ryan as well he um when when the drums were tracked and then the rhythm guitars were tracked and I think that's when we we went back a couple of times and we this this album probably would have been out like last year or two years ago two years ago it would have been out two years ago but we we didn't we didn't i i myself wasn't particularly liking the way we recorded it the first time so we went back and redid everything so it kind of delayed us another year and a half but um, yeah, um, where, they, yeah. Where did you guys record it, or where did you guys, uh, I guess, make the album? We recorded it here at my house. Everything was done here. Yeah, we, we. I don't even have a bedroom. I sleep on the couch, and I have all my drums in the back room. And we just 
hooked up two overheads i'm gonna give you guys all the secret tips on how we did it <laughs> so you guys can actually put out some decent albums <laughs> we, we use an sm57 on the snare and we use a condenser mic underneath to capture the chain of the snare and we use uh uh i think it was an audix mic an audix d6 for the kick and then we use um sennheiser's i forgot i think I forgot what model they are. We're using for the toms, and we use two condenser mics on top for the overheads. And that's pretty much the drum sound that we got. And we also recorded the guitars back there too. We use a E906, yeah. I believe, and a SM57. It's your standard metal um, cabinet mic. Yeah. yeah, your cab mic right there. That gets the job done. You can I literally ask anyone; it gets the job done. And we use a R24 uh, recorder, I believe. Zoom. That's right. We actually sat in here in the living room and then just set up everything here and then we ran a bunch of cables but into the back room and um oh my gosh, it was so so freaking hot during this we did this all during the summer because that's really the only time that we had, you know. And then um after we tracked everything we brought in Maui and we, we actually, you know, the posters up on the wall and you know we wrote out his lyrics and kind of like tore him apart and rebuilt him and restructured him it was it was it was really a team effort so that's the reason why i guess part of it is um we gave we there's equal amount of credit being given to everybody in the band you know, because we just felt like we we made a lot of sacrifices when putting it all together um, put a lot of plans aside and, um, just to get it done. That was really the biggest goal is just to, let's get this fucking album done. I'm sick and tired of hearing these songs over and over and over, you know, that we, we got to that point. So it was a huge relief when we got it completed. But then, um, once we recorded it, uh, we, we have no, clue as to what to do after we record you know we were like who are we gonna go where are we gonna go with this stuff so we needed to find somebody and and i was kind of like hey i know this guy um which is um um alex from downplay he um the punk band from tuba city and uh, he used to play with another band called coalition too as well he was their drummer but downplays his band but he was living down in phoenix and um we got to know alex and i told the guys hey uh this guy actually he knows what he's doing um he knows a lot about uh, recording and engineering and um he's he's actually the one that helped us out you know this is what you guys need to do this is what is how you need to set up your mics and whatnot and then he eventually took the reins later on and uh ended up mastering everything from to get from the top to bottom you know the first track to the last track so a lot of credit goes to him he, he helps out a lot of um a lot of the bands he works with a lot of different artists to hip-hop metal punk and i know just just recently he mastered cleve banali's album. yeah yeah that's right the guy knows a lot you know uh, encourage uh, the people musicians listening look him up his name is alex ba he's he, he operates um out of phoenix and you know, he's like uh, the sixth member of Alchemy for, for that for that time, and we we still give him a lot of credit for it. You know, shout out to Alex for all the work that he did with us. Uh, he he deserves a lot of praise for um, the album sounding the way it does too. 
Yeah, it sounds awesome. I uh, listened to it a bunch of times on on Spotify. Yeah. Um, have you guys been able to like send it out to like um, you know just people who've been able to give it like reviews or give it any kind of like hype? I guess because it's really good. Um, we've well when the when when this whole pandemic thing kind of hit, everything just kind of went like a, a hit a standstill. It's, uh, we released it right in the middle uh, when shit hit the fan, you know. We released it on, on Halloween of 2020, so um, we just wanted to get it out, get it out there. We're like, okay, this is this 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 thing. We don't know how long this thing's gonna last, but let's just get the music out there. The longer we wait, the longer we wait, and we don't know what's gonna happen. So. Um, it was like a whole 10 months, 10 months that we had to just sit around and all the albums released and there's no, there's no traffic coming our way online. There's like very little in the way of, because people are just have other things on their mind, they have family on their mind. They're, they're worried about, you know, just being safe, being cautious. And it's like, um, even though we released an album, there was a lot of, dish, I guess, um, I don't, know, I don't want to say distraction, but it took a lot of um, attention away from entertainment in general. But in the end, I think that's that's what people needed. And, you know, people needed to hear music. People needed to uh, entertain themselves in other ways and just to keep them, their minds occupied. And I think it helped out. Yeah, um, yeah I, I, I noticed that most bands, like, if they're able to get their music, like, on certain websites i know like like decibel magazine i think they like sometimes they put up stuff for unsigned bands and a lot of those like uh, metal sites i think those are they're pretty helpful um but um are you guys um is it just like a digital uh format that you guys have it on or did you guys ever put out like cds we do have um cd ideas but we never came across to the idea of actually putting out a cd of the album because everything's on streaming services now i mean who wants to waste more money on buying a fucking cd i mean oh me i will i'll buy like 10 of them <laughs> at the same time there's people who like the aesthetic and like to feel it touch it look at it get their greasy fingers on it um Literally, there we had the um, the single version of um, uh, her taste of sin. We got the that has a different mix. It's a single version, and I don't think we'll ever put out something that has a different mix like that. But we're, we're the only ones that have that physical copy, and we get to hand it out during shows too, like that. Just that single. Yeah, the past the past couple of shows hmm, uh, in Gallup, we we actually gave that. I was actually walking around just giving out. The, single so that's like really the only one that we have right mm -hmm. um, there's only a few of it left we'll try to we'll try to save one for you and set aside one for you maybe send oh, it to yeah you. i'll 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 uh send you some something for the shipping <laughs> right on right on right on yeah but we had yeah like chase was saying we had some ideas about an actual physical cd but you know it's just that would have just, maybe maybe even like an anniversary release maybe in a few years maybe we'll do something like that but right now it's just sticking to the digital stuff for the time i know there's um like a cover art uh for the like on the digital uh album but 
who does the most of your like your visual art? <laughs> well, we both do. Me and Ryan, we, we we both do some of the art. Can what well, the? Um, I know the cover has like um, four. There's like four blocks, and then there's like faces. Um, was there any like particular concept or meaning behind that uh, uh, artwork? It was inspired by that Queen album, the the cover, the cover. I forgot what the album was. That was it. Um, something around the world, something news around the world, something like that. I saw that cover art and I was watching Family Guy. I was like, oh shit, that looks kind of fucking terrifying. And I was like, that sounds that, that, that lovely, look really cool. So like a different rendition of it, and that came about. And I was like, kind of thinking of. The, the there was there's a song on the album called Monochrome and I we half of us wanted the song as a single. Someone didn't want it as a single and oh, <laughs> and that's that was what that art was for. I was like, oh I was like, oh shit, this is gonna be a single. I know it's gonna be a single, so I should do art for the single. And ironically it just became the face of the album. I mean if you look at it you already know you already know like who the art the artists you know of the of the band is like you just you just know who it is just by looking at the art like oh shit i already know that cover art already yeah, yeah. looks it's cool I, I saw you guys play in gallop at the alien 710 fest and you guys had the the backdrop uh with the album album cover on it so that was pretty sick yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was actually dennis is dennis is kind of like um he's he's I don't know, man. He he he's he could be possibly like um, he's the idea guy. He's he's the reason why we we've we've exactly. done several things differently. And that was the scrim idea. Was like, oh, we need to get some scrims. It's gonna it's gonna uh, beef up our production in a way. We're like, yeah, let's let's go for it. Let's just try different things. Watch so, out, Iron Man. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so he, he's kind of like the the person behind some of the ideas that we kind of. I, I guess ran with like uh, we we kind of like we're, we're starting to move away from using cabinets on stage too so that that was part of his idea too using an IEM box and those sorts of things which has really really been helpful nerd um, yeah he's kind of like the resident nerd here for us you need you need every band needs a nerd so oh yeah for sure um what about um as far as getting on shows and like um do you guys uh have anyone that like does like are you guys do you guys have like a manager or is there someone in the band that kind of handles that like getting doing the booking part i guess we are the manager <laughs> yeah that's good everything just kind of like a, a group effort uh everybody just try tries to keep their ears to the ground in a way um but it always just comes down to at least you know one person making the making the calls or making sending the text messages and or the emails and things like that it's um it's been pretty cool because uh uh the the promoters and people around around the reservation have, have kind of um come to know alchemy you know just getting into the name out there putting on shows, things like that. So it's, that's been really helpful. So 
I, I I just consider myself just a contact person, not really a manager. That's, that's managing is a whole whole other aspect. I think that that requires somebody with a a business acumen or somebody who's a little bit more um, adept at advertising things like that, which we're not good at. You know, that's. If you know of a manager, send them our way. <laughs> no, I, I could barely manage my own, like my own accounts. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that's, that's cool. Um, yeah. It seems like just as long as you're um, reliable and as long as you're like, you know, respectful, I think um, just, you know, getting on shows and getting a, your name out there with, promoters and other bands i think it's it's really uh i think it really goes a long way with with networking um i saw uh, i looked up uh, you know um alchemy's facebook and instagram and i saw you guys on a uh, couple shows with some big bands like unearth and uh, alien weaponry and um the uh there was a suicide silence was that I, I know that one was canceled but for the pandemic but did you guys ever play with suicide silence when they were in farmington or or gallup oh, that was our first that was our first time actually being on the bill with them but yeah that that should never materialized um but yeah we've we've been fortunate enough to open up for some some of those bands that are coming through like uh Alien Weaponry was a really good show right before the pandemic started. That was cool. Yeah. That was our last show before. Yeah, that was, yeah. Before they shit hit the fan. And of course, Iwata, you know, they're, they're, they travel all over the world. That was kind of a different experience for us too as well. Um, yeah, I've seen Iwata. They, uh, I know, I know the way they play, the stage is all black and then they all, um, I don't remember if it's them or if it's another band, but like, they cover their faces and the whole stage is black. So I thought that was pretty sick. Everything. Yeah. yeah it's them. Oh. It's, it's, speaking to that, I guess, um, like we were saying, like we wanted to, we wanted to kind of up the production a little bit. We kind of laugh about it. We joke about it. We're like, yeah. So that's why we, we got those scrims and we, kind of, we had some set of lights. And so we kind of integrated that into the show now. So we're, we're, we're not anything special in that way, but we still try to make it worth whatever money you spend to get in to see the show. Nice. Do, do you guys have any other shows uh, in the future or in the near future? No, not, not right away. Um, I think there's still a little bit of um, um, people who are a little bit hesitant about putting on shows, but, you know... Um, there's 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 some discussion now that uh, people are putting putting together some shows. So um, they're telling us they're asking. They've actually been in contact with a, a couple of people. So yeah, uh, we are booking. You know that's that's always um, for us. I guess right now that's kind of like the priority to back the album and because the album is out there, we we want to um, um, promote it. That's 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 the goal right now for us so we'll see where it goes from here um okay i have a uh like a fantasy booking question but if you were to book alchemy on a on a show with uh, any band locally or nationally who would you guys 
uh, who would you guys do that with? The Wiggles? The, the Monkeys. The Monkeys. <laughs> I don't know. Probably like Black Dolly Murder or Shadow of Intent. Yeah. Awesome to play with those guys. Definitely not with any prog bands because they'd embarrass the fuck out of us. <laughs> I think bands like Trivium, something with thrash in it would just would totally fit. I'll probably have the answers like, oh man, I could have said this, I could have said that. Like, oh, this man, this man too. Yeah, I think um, we just want to play with Testify again. Uh, yeah, Testify. <laughs> testify is good. Oh, War Motor. I mean, when we play yeah. with the res bands. We, I, we, I'm just going to say there's very few res bands that I'll actually like, metal bands that I'll actually enjoy listening to. And off the top of my head, War Motor and Testify, you yeah. immediately, I just already know. Corruption. I already just know. Oh, yeah, Fatal Corruption as well. Hey, my boy Rory. He's getting back on drums. <laughs> There's a lot of really good bands to like, especially with that idea that you just brought up. There's so many, a lot, a lot of bands that you could just like, probably we can't even think of it. I think of it right now because it's on the spot, but, um, shoot. I think recently, um, before the pandemic started, I was talking to a couple of, um, um, managers from some of the bands that were mentioned just now. So I was kind of like hoping to somehow, Oh, get some of those one of those bands to come through, and I was thinking like if I could put together a lineup, you know, who would I, who would I pull locally, and then to open up for a big name like Black Dahlia or something like that. That would just be insane, you know. That would just solidify that you know a metal is legit, alive and well here on the reservation. It's um, something to celebrate. Yeah. You know, Speaking of Black Dahlia Murder, I uh, was looking at uh, the Alchemy Facebook page, and I forget, um, uh, was it one of you guys that got some feedback from uh, Brandon Ellis, the uh, Black Dahlia guitarist? Yes. Cool. Yeah. Actually, you know what? The, that was kind of like a long shot, too. That was that was me. That um, When the pandemic started, you know, a lot of these musicians started doing, like, different things uh, to, to, to make money on their own, on their, you know. <laughs> They started uh, doing the cameo thing where they where they talk to their fans directly, and then um, you know Black Dahlia. They, they a lot of these bands too. They make a lot of their money from touring and from mer merch sales and things like that. And so um, they kind of like jumped on it right away, doing different things. And Brandon Ellis was advertising on lessons on Instagram, and I just took a shot at it. I was like, well, let me see. Um, pretty sure it's 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 uh, what the heck is he gonna say no? You know, <laughs> I I got lucky. That I ended up taking like ten lessons with him. It was, the guy is insane. This is he's on a different planet. He's, right. he's an alien. <laughs> but uh, I ended up taking lessons from him. And just and that right around that time uh, we were we were putting together the solos for the album. So man, this is. It was like uh, an eye opener in a way. So I've been playing guitar for a while. I don't consider myself on any level near him. Um, I, I just know a few notes and a few scales and a couple of chords. That's it. But country man. 
<laughs> um, taking taking lessons from somebody who's just got somebody on that level is it's uh, it doesn't matter how experienced you are you're still going to learn something. Um, that was a big takeaway for me. That was pretty awesome. That's cool. Yeah, like during the I guess the pandemic, I. I just, um, like I, I started doing this just for fun, like two years ago, but then I kind of did it like on and off. But then, I mean, I moved here last year and then had nothing to do. So then I just kind of started doing this more and more. And, um, I think I reached out, uh, I might've been you Bronson that we were in contact last year before the pandemic about doing this, but then I think maybe the pandemic kind of put it on hold, but it was probably good because then I, I feel like I got, I feel like I kind of know what I'm doing now with this, but, um, yeah, I definitely want to keep just reaching out to, to different bands. I'm eventually going to work my way up to like Max Cavalera and Chuck Billy from Testament. That's, that's my, that's like my, uh, I guess my goal for now. I think that's, that's really awesome what you're doing because in a way it's sort of like, um, you're doing like, uh, what do you call it? It's like a, um, and that's a graphic or anthropology study uh, in a music sense, uh, I guess, like, you know, <laughs> you're cataloging a lot of, uh, the musical, musical happening in current, uh, immediate, um, so in that way, I guess that's really, really cool rather than have somebody from the outside come in and, you know, talk about our music it's better to have somebody you know to make it really legit from the inside talk about the music in that in that way the way you're doing yeah thanks yeah i emailed um max cavalera like five times and i haven't got a response yet so uh hopefully hopefully sometime send five more yeah yeah i'll uh maybe i'll I'll start like messaging his family members or i don't know show up to his front door or something (laughs) Because I, I heard he lives like in like Phoenix or, or Mesa or something like that. Um, but um, oh, I, one another side question: um, Are you guys involved in with any other music projects or any other bands? Uh, I'm in Black Mountain, the other band here in Painting on. <laughs> Um, I'm part of another band too, <clears throat> uh, based out in Phoenix, Existence 80. But yeah, they got the guitars, kind of. OG, I'm OG though. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out. Yeah, no, I'll definitely check out Black. Or yeah, everyone check out Black Mountain and Existence AD. Um, and then um. How about uh, as far as just like other bands or music that you're listening to, what should people check out that you feel like is underrated or hasn't been heard enough? Monuments. I keep telling everyone, listen to the band Monuments. I'm telling you, listen to the band Monuments. Monuments? Yeah. Get out of here. They're a band based out of the UK. The main guitar player, John Brown, absolute beast on rhythm guitar. If you suck at rhythm and you know you suck at rhythm, and if you're only good at playing leads, please check out Riff Hard because I've been literally just spending days. I mean, this, I spent this entire time in quarantine working on rhythm chops, and 
literally, but I don't think I played um, rhythm guitar better than I had before, just thanks to um, watching a few tutorials on Riff Hearts um, Instagram. That's that's all it takes. I mean, just listen to the band Monuments, listen to the song Animus and Deadness, which are the recent singles they released. They're putting out another album too, and I think they're not getting enough recognition as they should. And literally, uh, there's another band called Era. They're another progressive metalcore band. They're really good. I'm going to see their show with August Burns Red, I believe, and um, Fit for a King, too. I'm very into progressive metal. That's all I can say on my end. I don't know about you guys. For I guess for me, lately, it's been a lot about um, In Fury, listening to a lot of In Fury. Um, <laughs> not, not not a lot of Arch Spire, but more in Fury. Malcolm, the guitar player, that band is really sick, sick rhythm guitar player. It's just sick at everything. Um, but that's that's kind of where where my ears have been. And uh, oh, what else? Shot Ryan. Shot Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan doesn't listen to music. He, he, he creates music. It's gonna corrupt your mind. Oh, for real? Why, why did I say that? <laughs> Dang. Uh, I don't really listen to anything. Little shadow from Ted. Been listening to a hell of a lot of that band. And it's mainly like on a metal front. That's what I've been listening to, but. I listen to the old tried and true murder by death. Uh, they're not metal, but they've toured with some metal bands like way back in the early 2000s. Not metal, good, good music though. Um, so how can, um, I guess listeners or supporters, um, get alchemy to, you know, basically get more recognition how, how can, listeners and fans like spread the word for alchemy yeah let's get the word out there uh, if you, you we'll telepathically <laughs> send it to you <laughs> you can go to um, you can go to uh alchemymetal.net and um that's right we have a website we have yeah. a website you yeah. can check it out and sign up sign up for sign up for the emailing list um it includes like a free free um a download and um, we're actually starting our newsletter too as well. It's gonna be sent out pretty soon. And that includes um, some freebies. So we're known to just give shit out for free. That's, um, yeah, yeah, the, the, gets. <laughs> uh, you know, follow us, like us on Facebook, Instagram, yeah, yeah like even Twitter. <laughs> if fans have any questions, you know, thoughts, whatever, just you know, just email or shoot. So just hit me. <clears throat> it's not like we're too busy. We're down to talk. We're musicians. We don't got nothing to do. <laughs> just hit us up. That's all it takes. Just just say hey, I like your music on Facebook because we have a, a, a Facebook page. That's where you can find us mainly at is on Facebook. If you have any questions, um, concerns about our music, art, whatever, just hit us up and we'll most likely respond really quick. Awesome. Yeah, thanks for doing this, guys. Um... Thanks again to Alchemy for taking the time to talk with me. Again, if you haven't checked out their album, you can stream it on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, or YouTube. 
Be sure to check out their website, alchemymetal.net, and sign up for their email list. Also follow them on their social media accounts, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And uh, if you can share this podcast on social media, I would really appreciate it. It helps me out, helps the bands out, and helps out the local metal scene. All right, I'm going to play another Alchemy song to close the podcast. This is the song Cicada. Again, thanks for listening. Be safe. Yeah.